Welcome in to the Locker Room Talk podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, joined by Ethan Wiles and Jeff Head. And we're just going to get right into it. They're playing an MLB, uh, the show game right now. I'll let you guys just take it away from here. Uh, Jeff and I have done some grinding in MLB, the show. So we uh, we figured it'd be fun. Jeff's a very electric character while we play this game. So I feel like it might be some fun here. Um, Jeff, you suck at this game, so... I know this might be fun for you. Hey, I suck at hitting. I pride myself on being a good pitcher, so we're going to see. Uh, being from the – what would this – the McHenry County, Kane County area. Don't know if anyone's familiar with young Quinn Priester from Cary Grove High School, but he is my 95 diamond starting pitcher tonight. So the man that can't hit will probably get no hit tonight. So love to see that. Jeff, how many um, online games have you played? You you only faced Dylan, or have you faced anyone else? I, fa- I faced uh, I faced Dylan's brother Brady. Can you accept the invite first? I haven't got the invite. I didn't get anything. Off to a hot start. Yeah, this, oh, this is what goes on in our PlayStation he, parties. He, if anyone's not aware, he, he I don't think he's won a lot of games. Um, I've beaten Brady. I beat Brady. I think one or two to nothing. Or two to one, my bad. Brady did get a good score on me. I beat Ethan the second time we played in a walk-off one to nothing. Oh, that's true. I, let's see. The first time me and Ethan played, he beat me two to one in the tenth in the tenth inning. I got smacked the first time I played Dylan for like four or five to nothing. And I quit in the fourth inning. Um, okay, at least he brought it up. Yeah. Let's see. Then I played Dylan the second time, and he beat me two to nothing. I played Pat, lost two to nothing. The all right, we don't need like your whole. Well, I mean, I've played a few, but I don't really play. I don't really play online. But when I do, I either lose. I either lose in a blowout fashion by the fourth inning, or I take, or I lose by two to nothing in the ninth. Jeff, I think you might need to appear online. But uh, what else has been going on in the sports world this week? Well, we set this game up. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the big one, uh, Coach K, we'll get that out of the way. Uh, retiring from Duke, I never would have thought I would have seen the day. I thought it would be just like I, – I, I honestly don't know how he, like, he would step away from Duke. But, yeah, he's done after this year. Um, he's going to give it one more year, kind of give one hurrah for the seniors and kind of a little farewell tour as well. It's going to feel weird because Coach K is going to be out. Um, North Carolina, Roy Williams was out this uh, this somewhat last year. College basketball, co- coaching-wise, kind of uh, can't really think of any big-name coaches anymore. I think just Calipari from Kentucky and Jay Wright from Villanova. I mean, could you throw in uh, Porter from Loyola? I think that's going to be an interesting move. If he does well in Oklahoma, I think he – I mean – because I think he's a mid-major guy. You know, he, he's done very well at Loyola, obviously. But can he kind of get Oklahoma over the hump? I think I think to us, he's a big-name guy because we're from Chicago. And Jeff, being a Texas fan, he's probably doesn't like Oklahoma basketball. So that might be a little big name for him. But, yeah, I mean, I think Porter, maybe two years, if he can get at least that program turned around a little bit. I would agree. I'd agree. I agree. I mean, if we're talking big name coaches, I'd say the dude. I would say the uh, Jay from Villanova would be the big one. Would be the last. Would be the last one. Um, you also got a few. They're not maybe big names right now because their schools haven't done well recently. Uh, Michigan State, Tom Izzo, and Jim Beheim from Syracuse. Oh yeah, I would say I would say those are two big names, regardless because of what they've done previously. But um, no, I mean. That was the sh- that was the shocker, but I, I was I wasn't I wouldn't say shock for me I wasn't shocked I figure I I figure based on what happened last season and how guys were basically doing doing things at Duke that really don't usually happen under Shashevsky in that manner I figured he was done that he wasn't he's lost all interest in continuing this because guys are just want are not staying in college anymore. 
they're one and they're either one and done and what have you. So I'm not surprised. That's a shame because I actually like I like Shashevsky, but it'll be fun. Greg, I will interrupt because you are the host here. You get to pick uh, which stadium, uh, all MLB stadiums uh, we get to play at. Let's see. Let's do Wrigley. Why not? All right. Sounds so, good. Let's see. I mean, I, I, get, I, I agree with Jeff. You know, you see a lot of these players go one and done. You're even going to see them go to the G League now. And I believe in a couple of years, high school students can declare for the draft too. So it, it, it's going to be a little hard for these college coaches. But, yeah, it's just going to be weird. Coach K out, Roy Williams out, you know, Jay Williams and um, Calipari, the two big-name coaches. We'll see if someone emerges. But it's fascinating that, you know, we talked about, I mean, right now, Roy Williams and Coach K. But going alumni, they're, they're picking former players to coach their programs. And it's going to be very weird, not this season, but next season, to see two Hall of Fame coaches not coaching the biggest rivalry in college basketball. Well, I think, too, like, the effect that it has on the recruiting game in itself because, like, I feel like players that are going to Duke not only speak to Coach K themselves, but, like, that's part of, like, why they're going to that program is because of him. So, um, you know, I think with going to NIU and seeing a coaching change in both football and Lined up to replace Shashevsky is not a bad guy. It'll just, but you're asking, but then again, we're also talking about replacing a legend. So it'll be interesting, but I like who they have lined up to replace them because it's the same thing at uh, North Carolina with the guy they're having replace Roy Williams. Both two quality uh, longtime assistants, I believe, mm -hmm. that have been lined, but that this was the move. This is why they stayed because they knew they were going to be the heir apparent to these two, but you're asking a lot to replace Roy Williams and Shashevsky, but hats to them for, for getting the job. Um, I hope it works out. I agree with Ethan. I think this is going to be interesting, but we're also, we're also talking about Duke basketball. I don't, I still think the name stays unless these guys just, it just blows up and they're, it, the shoes are too big to fill. I will say this about the new Duke head coach. I don't want to look up his name. Probably take forever to find it. But uh, he has recruited some big name players to go to Duke. Uh, he's, I think he was like one of their top recruiters uh, in that program. I think the most notable one that I that I've kind of seen was Jason Tatum. Got him out of St. Louis, and and there's probably a few more. A lot of good players have come out of Duke. I know Ethan. Wouldn't agree with this one. Grayson Allen, just, just going to throw that name out there. One of the all-time greats um, in Duke basketball. But uh, nonetheless, still great. You lose, Greg? Kind of, yeah. We're in you know, a little bit of a storm in Wichita, so. Oh, boy. Yeah. A tornado, man. All right. Well, well, once once Greg gets connected here, we are about to have first pitch. Uh, Quinn Priester against Byron Buxton. Uh, Jeff is the road team, so uh, we are getting underway. So what do we got going, Greg? Let's see. What else? Let's talk Boston since we're talking about coaching changes. Um, that Jeff, was big. Jeff, you kind of talked. We, I mean, we both kind of talked about it. We didn't think – it would happen this fast, and we did not think Brad Stevens would step down and go to the GM. No, I – well, I knew Danny Ainge – Danny Ainge stepping down doesn't surprise me. It's Danny, Danny Ainge of all people. So, I mean, I – He was getting old. He was, get, he was getting old, and he was getting, getting to that point. Um, as far as Brad Stevens, that was the shocker for me, but – I mean, hats off to him. I hope he does well in the new in the new role, if you will. But um, I'm curious who they go after for head coaches, if you will, because 
The guy I would love to see them try to get would be Nick Nurse, but I don't see him leaving. But, um, no, it just shocking moves all around. More so Brad Stevens saying that he's burned out and he's done. Not really Danny Ainge, but Danny Ainge is going to be a big loss. I hope he stays in sort of a uh, mentoring uh, type role for Stevens for a little bit to get himself to sort of mentor him in a way to give him an understanding of what it means to be the GM and not just the coach. How is Brad Stevens worn out? Very young. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I have no idea. I think, I think, it, I think this pa- coming off a pandemic, coming off this pandemic, I just think he's, it's kind of like uh, Jordan to an extent. I just think he's a little burned out and just needs some time away, time away to regroup, rejuvenate and recharge. But I don't know. I, I mean, He's not that old, and he's only been in the league for a few years now. Like, the fact that he's burned out already, yeah, that a, concerns me. That concerns me because okay. you're also taking – you're taking over the GM spot, and the job's already – the job has just got harder because now you're building this team from top to bottom. So, I don't know. That was the shocker for me. Danny, Danny Ainge, um, God bless him. I mean – He's earned the right to step down when he sees fit. I mean, it's got to, I mean, it's what one of the, it is the first open coaching job on the market, right? Yes, sir. I would think so. I think someone did get fired mid season, but I think they've like already named that interim head, head coach as the permanent head coach. I think that was Atlanta, I think. But what's, uh, what are some other jobs that are potentially open? Probably Sacramento. Uh, Luke Walton could be on the way out, um, not doing well there. I'm trying to go through the league. I mean, I'm just trying to think because that's got to be the most, like, attractive job come this end of summer. Okay. Or, like, summer, right? I'll look at the – I'll look at the, the standings, see what potential – what could happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think – it's a fascinating um, thing with Brad Stevens, how he's going to be the GM, because I think Boston's still in good hands in terms of that point, because I feel like you still have someone within the system that they know what they need and what they don't need. I know Jackie said from top to bottom on the bright side, you have two all-stars, one superstar, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You could, I think the tough part is going to be what you do with Kemba Walker and then also on the bright side, you've got a lot of young players. You have a lot of draft picks. Maybe Brad Stevens is more aggressive than Danny Ainge's. Don't know. But I think this gives the um, – this di- this does give the Boston Celtics an opportunity to, you know, hey, stay in house. Brad Stevens, you know this roster better than anyone. What can you do with it? Especially with, especially with how weak the Eastern Conference is. Like they're – I mean – given they have the 76ers and now Brooklyn in the same conference, but Boston should always be, in my opinion, in the top five, or at least in in mix for top five in the East. So I, I feel like I'm interested to see what he does, especially with the fact, like Greg said, he might be a little bit more aggressive because Boston hasn't been, I feel like Boston hasn't been the same in, in quite some time. So It'd be good for for Brad Stevens to really get them back to what they could be, and that's a championship caliber team. Well, it depends on that. Will all stem from how he operates as the GM. I hope he does well, but I my more more of my concern will be the head coach who they go to go get because, in my opinion, the like I said, the guy I would love to see do it would be Nick Nurse. After that, I have no idea. I don't know who's out there that would even remotely want that's in a job already that's looking and going, oh, oh lovely. He lost. But, uh, that sucks. We might have to put that one on pause. Wait, what do you mean? I'm still here. No, the game. game. Oh, I was like, what? Um, that one on pause. We'll just continue with this. But So I'm looking at, I'm looking at some potential. It's definitely going to be – I'll be very shocked if he's not fired. Luke Walton from Sacramento. 
Minnesota, I don't know who the head coach is there. Um, I think they did fire their head coach um, um, during the season. I'll have to look at that. But potentially Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns, um, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell. That's the team that could potentially get a new head coach. Uh, the Pacers, they were a play-in team um, with that roster that they had with Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Miles Turner, I believe. And obviously, Karius LeVert was in and out of that lineup. It's still very talented. They they fell under expectations. Washington might have a coaching change as well. Maybe Orlando. I don't know much uh, yeah. about Orlando, but Orlando's rebuilding. So I, I don't know if they could want another coaching change. They could not. I mean, bottom line, that's the most attractive job. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, regard. I mean, even 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 it. Let's just say if the Celtics were to finish last in the East, the moment that job becomes available, it's the most attractive job because it's the Celtics. Just like when the Lakers' job becomes available, it's the. I mean, it's the prestige of the name alone. But you look at you look at all the you look across the league and you look at the teams that could could potentially have availabilities the Celtics have the best roster because you have a you have draft picks like it's going out of style you have got that entire roster is young the I mean I mean that's the thing is it becomes interesting do you get rid of Brown keep Kimba or do you trade Kimba that becomes the question because you're not getting the only one that won't leave is Tatum. Tatum's your your guy, and you'll build around him. It just become it becomes the thing. It just becomes the thing. But I'm curious who the man the coach is. I mean, personally, if they, I mean, I could also see them go get the assistant from San Antonio, uh, Ham. I think is her name. That would be interesting. I mean, that would would be interesting as hell because she's not a bad. She's not bad. Especially to land in a a market like Boston as your first job, too. Like the first female head coach, Boston would be an interesting fit for that. And the only reason I bring her up is not so much as the woke, you know, trying to be woke or anything, but the fact that she's learning from the man himself, Greg Popovich, I would love it, honestly. But just because, I mean. and, And going back to Greg's point, too, it's like, you get the opportunity to work with a guy like Brad Stevens who knows what he's doing. He knows his roster up and down. Yep. So another another job that potentially could open up is also Milwaukee. If Milwaukee doesn't get past Brooklyn, there's last year, there was a little bit of rumor of buds getting fired because of their very disappointed season to the heat. They, they, they believe the past three years, they are a championship team. They have not gotten – I don't even think they got into the conference finals. So, Buds could be a guy that could potentially be out if he doesn't beat Brooklyn or at least doesn't make it a series. Um, that could also be one of the most entertaining jobs there because you got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. I would agree to an ex- – I mean, I would disagree to an extent because to – I mean, if they were to – let's say Brooklyn were to get knocked out you know, it would be it, like if Brooklyn had just got knocked out by the team they just got done playing, then I would agree if the, if Milwaukee doesn't get past that team in this uh, second round to go to the conference finals, then yes, I can see his job being um, up, being up, being questioned whether or not it should be up what ha- or open. But that's difficult for me to, f- to fire him if they don't get past Brooklyn when – that's a tall order to beat Brooklyn. I mean, if the series itself should go seven seven games regardless, just because the two teams can't play defense to save their lives. But um, it'd be. I mean, I could see it. I could see, and if it were to be, that would be that'd be another one because it is Giannis, it is Chris Middleton. But I think next year he'll be on the hot seat. If his, I mean, if his seat wasn't up for hot wasn't hot when they lost to Toronto, then I don't know when they lost to Toronto that season, then I don't know. I don't know what would put, make his seat hot now, in my opinion. Well, I just think it's the fact that they've got all the talent. Like, yeah, Brooklyn's a good team, but I mean, they've got arguably the best player in the game right now. I mean, 
it I I'm kind of picking on both sides here because yeah, I agree like I feel like this upcoming year or this upcoming summer probably wasn't the or isn't the right time to do that, but at the same time now you've had how many years now with Giannis who like I said, one of the best and you can't get past Miami and then I agree, Jeff. It, it, Brooklyn's a tall order, but I just I they got so much talent on that team. I no, and I agree. I I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that his job should if they don't he doesn't make the conference semi at least make the conference semifinals. Then then I don't know, but the year that they Toronto won it and they lost to him like you lost to ter- that Toronto team with that big th- that three you had before you up and traded traded the let the dude walk to uh, Indiana. If he what if the job isn't hot then, or was not even in question whether or not it should be hot, then I don't I don't know what would be the case. But no, I mean, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys. And just just well, wanna, it, for me, it just it, that's one that I mean. If you make that move, great, but you better have a guy in the wings. That would be one where you already – you sit down with your organization. You've been sitting down with your organization all playoffs and watching this, and you go, okay, are we moving off of this guy? And if we are, who – you better have that guy already named and ready to go. But Well, while we're on the topic of Boston, and I know Greg was kind of vocal about this, but uh, uh, the Kyrie Irving thing. Yeah, so I I don't care that Kyrie stepped on the logo. It's a it's a cartoonish logo. I understand Boston that's your logo, whatever. I don't care. Um, but yeah, it, it's getting out of. I mean, just how the uh, fans are treating the players. It's unreal right now, especially a year away from sports. Like all of a sudden, you're having, you're having fans spitting on players, uh, dumping popcorn, throwing a water bottle, yeah. running onto the court. It's like, come on, you guys are just just got back, full arenas, everything like that, and we don't know how to uh, behave ourselves. This is why we can't have nice things because stuff like this happens. And it doesn't also help that you know the stigma around Boston is Boston is a racist town. I, I, I've been in and out of Boston a while now. I've, I love, you know, I, I know people that are in Boston. I'm. I root for some, I root for a couple teams in Boston, but you know, yeah. it doesn't help that uh, help with this. But I mean, everybody has. I mean, when you watch a team, when you watch, you know, you root for your teams, and your team is getting blown out by the opposing team. If you want to react, and you want to react to that, fine. But there's no need to throw things at players, and everybody's like, "Oh, that guy didn't get assault, Kyrie. That's assault. That's the definite. That, that's assault. We go oh. assault, brother." That is assault. So, I mean, the spitting, the throwing bottles, like, come on, you guys can act, you know, act crazy towards the players if you want to. But don't, you know, calling them name, you know, saying racist things like they do in Utah to certain players, even their own fucking players for whatever fracking reason and everything else. But no. We went from fucking to fracking. I love it. Well, I, at this, you know, at this point, I, I you know, it just, hey, by it's the way, embarrassing. Well, that's all not? it is. It's just, it just, it's no, embarrassing. No, we, it's, I, we, we said no on that. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out a better time for that one. Do that someday. But, I, mean, I mean, it just, it's just embarrassing. That's all. And I'm just, embar- I, as a Celtics fan, I'm embarrassed that this keeps happening. And as a person that actually enjoy that constantly says Boston is the sports town in America, given the fact the past 20 years, no other city's winning the way they're doing their teams do. So it's just embarrassing whenever you turn around and you already have the stigma of being a racist town. And yet here you are throwing spitting on opposing players or spitting on your own players or throwing bottles at, it's, it's embarrassing. That's all it is. Just to clarify the spitting happening in New York, the popcorn happened in Philly. The water bottle was in Boston, and running onto the court was in Washington, I believe. Mm. What, I mean, three out of those four cities, not really surprising incidents. Philly, 
New York, and then uh, with Boston. Uh, I'm watching your face, Greg. We're watching the yeah. Lakers. I know I'm watching the Lakers game here down by 12 with seven and a half to go. I know you bet the Suns. Yeah, but, I mean, the good thing is, though, like, if the Suns lose, I could just bet back to even since the Nuggets are a God's gift from above. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Jeff's, Jeff's pick for MVP was uh, Jokic. It is Jokic. It, is. it should be Jokic. It should be, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean, if you name me a team, name me a team that can lose its be, lose one of its best young players and have everybody consistently say, "Oh, the Nuggets will be done," and the Nuggets are what the the second or third the second second or third seed in the West, what have you, and I think they look like a and they look like a perennial fucking favorite. I was gonna say, I think once the Lakers, and not even that the Lakers are looking good right now, but. I think they they probably look the best out of any team in the West right now. I I would I would say it goes down to Denver and, and Phoenix just because yeah. what Phoenix is doing right now is I mean yeah. winning by thirty and uh, a couple of days ago and they were up by thirty at one point but still when you beat the defending champs especially LeBron James that's still an incredible fate. Uh, I mean, given AD is injured, but I I think Jokic just plays at a higher level than AD, so I. Yeah, I, I would take Denver in that series too, but I, I really think Denver from the start of the playoffs has really been a favorite for mine coming out of the West. They finally deserve it too. Like this is – they've always been close, but I feel like this is finally their time to win this conference. They were like the best team in the, uh, in the NBA last year, and all of a sudden um, I forgot how they went down. Um, Clippers maybe, or the Clippers took them down. No, 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 because the, the Lakers faced them, and – the Lakers. They lost. They played the Lakers, yeah. and I think in the I think they played them in the semifinals or the West Finals. I'm just and like a couple, like two years ago, they were very good, and they were just they struggled. So I mean, yeah, I mean Denver has always been like so close, especially I mean Michael Porter Jr. is popping off now. He had a great game. Well, great first quarter, didn't have a great game. Um, Monte Morris is stepping up for them. I mean, Aaron Gordon was such a huge pickup at the trade down line. And it really makes you wonder, like Jeff said, what if Jamal Murray was healthy? I mean, this team would just be on another planet right now. But, I mean, they're still playing very good basketball. They'll be uh, tough out uh, where I think they play the winner of this game, actually. So when it's Brooklyn and Denver in the NBA finals and we're all like, what a city matchup this is. Nice color schemes, too. I agree. Brooklyn's court always is a personal favorite of mine. Bring back those old Denver Nuggets jersey with like the rainbow like in the middle a little bit. And <laughs> it is, yeah. you know, hey, it is gay pride month. We may we may get a we may get a glimpse of those. You know, speaking, you know, speaking of AD, uh I I, I personally I liked uh, uh what was it? Charles yeah, Barkley's yeah. uh nickname. Yeah, right. Nickname Anthony or uh, Anthony Charles Barkley's uh, nickname for Anthony Davis. And Shaq backed him up last night. Yeah, I first I, I heard it. I forgot what it was. Might as well. Anthony Street, Anthony Street closed Davis. He got a lot of hate for that. Well, when Shaq true, said though. when you I mean when you sit there, when you have the Laker legend and Shaq sit right there and say, you don't have to explain that whatsoever. The dude's always in street clothes. I mean, the fact <laughs> that the NBA on TNT is just that awesome that they oh, like man. I know we were talking about it with uh with Shannon Sharp getting called by Julio on live TV, but NBA on TNT is arguably the best live TV. Yes. I, I think the best part about it is I they talked with Ernie Johnson about it. It's not even scripted. It's completely just – Ernie just said, like, I don't know what they're going to say. Don't know what's going to happen. And the fact that he has to keep all three of them just, like, in control is awesome. I mean, yeah. Kenny, I, mean, I mean, Kenny's not that – I mean, Kenny really isn't that bad. It's, it's no. really – it's really, I mean, it's really Kenny and uh, Ernie keeping Chuck and Shaq in line. I think, but the best one, but the best one for me was when the, you know, a few years back when the Clippers and the Rockets were playing one another, and Blake, somebody from the Clippers locker rooms calling LAPD for a police yeah. for <laughs> for uh, a police presence, and Shaq and uh, Charles are cracking up. Uh, I know what Draymond yeah. was on it for the past three days. He's pr- he's pretty good too. I mean, just yeah. listening to him too is. I mean, 
I mean, the guy's a defensive player and everything like that. Just incredible. He knows what he's talking about. He's getting gray. Yeah, I saw some gray in the beard last uh, night. Or the goatee or whatever he's got going. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I was like, what? What? No, you're already old, Jeff. We already know that one. Basically, <laughs> you're this. Don't get the there male soon, I guess. baldness of you, Jeff, is pretty defined now. You're like an oak tree, Jeff. You can tell how old you are by your, your rings on your head. Oh, thank you. Oh, you, sh- oh, you did. You did. I, I did. like for those at home, Jeff. I told, hey, I've told everybody I'm going for a middle ages monk type look. The only thing I'm not wearing is a robe right now. So, are you gonna like curl, like braid your goatee at some point? No, or no? it's just gonna it's just gonna go straight down. It's just gonna literally go straight down. For, this for, is horrible. This is horrible. God, you, this is horrible for everyone listening. But can you cover like the goatee so I can see what it looked like if it was just the mustache? No, just oh. the mustache. Oh, you need <laughs> it. I need it. I need it. <laughs> If I, if I literally, literally for everybody, for those listening and what have you, if I shaved all this here, here on my side here up to like my ears and then shaved the bottom portion of my goatee down to my, like my neck, I would have like a Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday from a Tombstone mustache going or a handlebar going. Jeff, with you living in Texas, we don't see you often, but has anyone told you that you have like a perfect spherical head? Like just like ah. it's perfectly circled. There's no like there's no ridges to you at all. There's just an it's it's like the perfect circle in SpongeBob. Perfect symmetry and everything like that. How yeah, the lines and Jeff's just Jeff's the sun. I know. So, I, I mean shit. My sports teams revolve around me, I guess. I don't know. I, we I know uh I just got done watching the uh, Bruins and Islanders were on the topic of Boston. That was a hell of a game tonight. Two overtime games back to back. Yep. They never quit. Tuga was on fire tonight. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, me and Greg, I think we're talking about it last time or the first, I mean, the first time we did the the first episode that we all three did this, I think I said I had, I think I picked Boston, but that was the one series like I'm 50 50 on because I said the second episode when it was just me and Greg, Greg really that I think I I wouldn't be surprised if it were the Islanders. I think I even said the Islanders would be the be the team. So, I, I mean, that's the series. I mean, for me, that, that series will decide who's representing the East in the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup final, but that's just me. I have now watched the last two games of that series, and it definitely has gone both ways. Obviously, they've gone to overtime both games. Jeff or Greg, I don't know how much you've watched of the series, but – Zero. Okay, so basically, like, in my opinion, New York has been definitely fighting around. Like, they've gotten a lot of power play chances, but just can never capitalize on it. But Boston's defense is absolutely relentless. Helps that you've got eight foot five uh, Chara back there. But oh, Chara's on the caps now. He's not on Boston. Boston's very good at producing like really good seven def- foot Who's the really good defenseman? I always think it's Chara, but who's the really uh, it's, good? Uh, now it's uh, Br- um, Charlie McAvoy. He's the he's I- the new he's the shorter but quick quick shorter quicker um, younger Zidane Chara back there. That's well, clearly not eight foot two. I was definitely wrong on that one, but no, I, there was there. Like, he's almost like seven, deep. like seven. He's like nope. easily over seven feet, but oh. no, Charlie McAvoy is their best defenseman. He's playing lights out. Marshawn is playing on, really on good. Marshawn too. Mm-hmm. It's been a- Boston's good at drafting, though. Boston's very good at developing their young talents. But you don't. That like, was the series we, me, I think I said consistently it's going to be 50 50. I really do. I think that that one would be a good one. Any soccer update? Oh, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. No. Jeff, you have a, didn't you have like a Formula One update for us too? Or is that uh, for Sunday or Sunday? Sunday. I'll do it. I'll do it Sunday. I'll do it Sunday. Um, I mean, no, qual- I mean, qualifying is uh, Saturday. It'll be about the afternoon. But no, I mean, the the favorite is real. I mean, the favorites are really freaking uh, Max Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton. But uh, it'll be it'll be a better race. There'll be a lot more. Over yeah, that's the only person I know is Lewis Hamilton. That's it. Does he? Oh, I don't even know what kind of car he drives. What or what kind of yeah? What kind of 
cars he drive? Isn't that Ferrari or no? No, Mercedes. He's Mercedes. He's, he's the he's the Someone's one. a Ferrari he's, guy. He wanted to be. He, he okay, was a McLaren. I mean, I root for McLaren, and he was he was the boy for a while, and then he left. But uh, now, I mean, it's him and Verstappen. Um, Verstappen's leading the t- leading the thing by one point right now. So, yeah. so I know we talked about like Jeff being like you know Texas and everything like that, having like handlebar mustache. I went to a collegiate, you know, summer league baseball game yesterday. And I cannot tell you how many people I saw in like jean overalls um, with handlebar mustache. That southern accent everywhere I go. To clarify, um, in Kansas. So, I mean. Yeah. Wait, say it again. I said, to clarify, you live in Kansas. So. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I mean, I, I live in Wichita, though. And that's, that's not really like townish. It's like eh, maybe like 75%. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's not it's not your typical like southern state with the accent and everything like that. But you go if you just go down like twenty minutes south, it changes. If you're and going closer toward if the moment you go closer towards Oklahoma is when you start getting there. One hundred percent. And I I saw the most unique thing ever at a baseball game. It was a midget and a guy in overalls. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me let me let me clarify this actually Can we use that term is that like an acceptable term I, yes I, I i would assume so for dwarfism as technically like what it is uh, uh i'll just call, i'll just say tiny i'm people. assuming i mean I, yeah little person they already i already know they're little i don't know but well, well, i'll use little person just to <laughs> i don't know there was there was there was a guy. We got to stay woke. There was a guy in jean overalls, handlebar mustache, married to a person that was very significant, like much shorter. That that was terrible vocabulary, but very very short. All right, I'm maybe like four feet, maybe no around there. So just giving you a description. They had a kid too. I was like, this is. The most unique <laughs> couple I have ever seen in my life. Everyone was going up to the baby and just say, like, oh, hey, in that southern accent, too. Nice meeting you and everything like that. I was taking pictures of this team, and that's all I can hear is just everyone talking about the couple. And then to my left, southern, so like hard southern accents, just heckling the umpire, saying, like, to get his eyes checked, does he have prescription? It was, I, 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 I wanted to laugh so bad, but I'm like, I can't. I'm a reporter. I can't do this. I got to be professional. And I eventually went to the other side. Those people were from Denver, and they were more – they were less Southern with their accents. It didn't really say much either. So I was like, oh, this is probably the better side. I'm laughing out because the Lakers are about to get knocked out, and I think – we need to call our Laker friend, don't we? I mean, you can do it. I can. Hey, you can do it. Hey, you can do it. Hey, 100%. You can do it. I'm going to see what he says. You know, he's going to say something like, you know, fuck the, you know, LeBron, LeBron's overrated. AD was a bomb. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I was about, I know we're terrible. Me, Jeff, and Greg are recording our podcast, and we wanted to get your take on the Lakers. All I gotta say is Anthony Davis is fucking soft. LeBron James is a fucking bum and needs to get the fuck out of LA. I saw you I saw you had a message to Bulls fans. Are why are we giving you shit? Bulls fans are giving us shit because Anthony Davis is coming to Chicago apparently, but anyways. I'm fucking pissed because Kuzma is a piece of shit. Schroeder gave us nothing. I'm salty as fuck. Our supporting cast did nothing. I guess I can't put all the blame on LeBron, but Anthony Davis is soft. He can leave. I don't give a fuck. He gave us one ring. LeBron, he can't do it all on his own. Kuzma, we should have fucking kept Jordan Clarkson. We should have kept Julius Randle. We should have, we should have had a better supporting cast. 
nobody to help out LeBron, Anthony Davis, and LeBron couldn't do it all on their own. Just the oh, I know, I know. That's why you tra- I know you traded them all for AD. And I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Enjoy. Have a good one. You too. See ya. Later. I called it. <laughs> I knew what I was gonna say. That was no, just... I mean, to, to his last point, we know, we know, we know you should have had a better supporting cast, but they're all in either New Orleans or in New York. I, you knew it was gonna happen. I mean, you knew. I feel like we talked about this last year it was gonna be their run with Kobe and and everything like that. You just, the Suns just came out to play this series. Where did Greg go? Greg just like got up after the win. I know he won some money from the Suns, but like, where did Greg go? There he is. Oh, there he is. But no, no. I mean, we. Do, I mean, me. I don't know if you. I don't know if you watched. I don't so. care how loud that was, but that just feels good. No, no, either. But I don't know if you watched the one Tuesday where you came in at the very last minute. But, no, we were talking about it. Like, Greg brought it up about, you know, everybody gives Mike – he loves to talk shit about the My- Michael Jordan thing, and they love to go, oh, Michael's the one that got kicked in the teeth in the first – lost in the first round. And losing in the first round is losing in the first round. But these are the guys he wanted. That's the thing. So, um now I'm happy for the Suns. I, fi- I figure they would – they would do it in six. I like I said, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been surprised if they went to seven. But uh, nope. If I'm like I'll say it again. If I'm Genie Bus, I'm telling LeBron, look, we're going out. We have this is if we're keeping we're keeping Frank Vogel. This is his system. We're going to go out and get guys that we believe are going to fit this system. We're just going to let you know who they are. That's it. Is that, that would it? be that'd be the way that I would do it. Is that it for sports today? Is that all we got? Was there another NHL game? That's, I thought there was that's pretty, here's the thing. This is this, I gotta talk about this because I know Michael Jordan lost a couple, maybe one, two first round matchups. I get it. However, he played with crackheads. We <laughs> saw it in the Jordan documentary. He played with crackheads. LeBron James <laughs> played with an All NBA player in Anthony Davis. Played with Andre Drummond, the leading rebounder for like the past couple of years. Added a defensive guy in Wes Matthews. Added Marc yep. Gasol. I don't care if they overhyped Marc Gasol. Don't care whatsoever. They added a six-man of the year in Montrez Harrell. Added a six-man of the year candidate, candidate in Dennis Schroeder. Don't care. Save the BS. I don't care. LeBron, this is inexcusable. I don't care. Michael Breaking Jordan, news. Breaking news. Julian, our Lakers diehard. Here we MJ, go, Greg. Here we go. MJ is the GOAT. No discussion. Did we really need that? I mean, I, I, I get it's Julian, and he – I mean, look, he has every right to be upset. The Lakers did not play well, but, but let's be honest, they didn't play well. I mean, if the bubble doesn't happen, they don't win the NBA title. Um I, I don't think it was the bubble person. It was the bubble. I think it was Des- they were playing. They wasn't. The, it was the bubble because last year. Kobe. I mean, hold on. Yes, Kobe played a part in it, but the thing is, with the bubble, LeBron's already hurt at the time of the before the bubble. LeBron's hurt. LeBron's AD's already hurt. off the court. LeBron's already off the court and in the locker room. They, it just went final. He's already off the court. Yeah. Well, LeBron. I mean, in that. I mean, I think it was what game. Game five, they're they're losing and he leaves with a little bit of time left. They're losing minutes left. There were minutes left in that game. I thought that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Here and this is this is my thing. Like we love everybody loves to sit there and be rah rah LeBron or LeBron. Um, LeBron, like I said, if we're talking this era, he's been the best player in this era. One hands down, one hundred percent. If we're comparing era, comparing things, here's my thing. The solidification of him being the second best overall or the argument with him and Jordan, 
died in 2011 when he lost to the Mavericks. Everything else is basically, he's basically said, I'm the second best ever. And I would agree with that. As far as what he's done this series, yes, he's been unhealthy. And these teams, again, are asking a lot of a 37-year-old man. But when you have, this is the team, like I told Greg, this is the guy, this is the difference between LeBron and Michael when they were playing. These are the team guys that LeBron wanted, that he wanted to go to war with because he didn't want young kids because they weren't apparently winning. They didn't know how to win, but the, my knock on that two year, a year ago was these. that's what she said you wanted to, to have were a bunch of young kids that you were going to show them how to win. That's what happens when you go to a team that, does, that hasn't been winning in a while. You well, were there to show them, but you wanted AD. So to answer Julian's question, where's all your uh, supporting cast? Oh, they're in New Orleans or New York because you wanted AD. And what did me and Greg say when you traded for him? He's street clothes. The dude is always hurt. So then if the bubble doesn't happen, what happens? He's hurt. He's so not. He's going to be hurt. He's going to ride the bench. The Clippers beat you because LeBron's hurt. So the bubble saved you. It gave you two months to get healthy, energize again, and boom, you're you're rolling. This season, what happens? Well, you don't have a bubble now. You don't have. You're not set in the playoff standing, so you have to do a play in. You almost lost. I mean, if the war, if Draymond Green actually learns how to hit a jump they, shot they, instead of trying to dunk, missed, the Warriors beat you. They did miss those two guys for like half the season, though. So I will, you, I'm the playing game, yeah, I will say, but they were missing both of their key players for what a combined half the season, if not. Hey, so the high, a high ankle sprain is a high ankle sprain, but you then again, you're 37, you're, you're asking a lot of a team, but. That's my thing. But my knock on LeBron has always been, these are the guys you wanted and you've been losing and you lose two games in a row. And what do you do? You don't even stick around for game five to watch the game go to motivate your guys. You leave in the locker room because you're pouting. That's leadership. So Jeff, let me, this is a team. This is also a team that had Kobe. He tears his Achilles and tries to play on it. And Pal Gasol's the one that's got to call timeout and tell him to get off the court. So Jeff, let me ask you this: Who's going to the Lakers this summer? Who's LeBron? Kawhi's not going. Who's LeBron recruiting this summer? No one. It's if hard, I cause... if I if I'm a guy on the free agent market and I see that, I don't. That's the difference between me and these these young kids. That oh, I want my hand held and be given championships. If I'm Kawhi. You give me some of the biggest names in basketball. If I'm, if I saw that, I don't want to be there. You're gonna get, you're gonna, you're gonna cry because we're losing. This is the team you wanted. You didn't. You said you told everybody when you chose to go to LA. I want to go play. I want to. I'm gonna go to LA. Well, what about these young kids? Oh, I'm gonna help them win. I'm gonna show them how to do it. I'm gonna motivate. I'm gonna mold them. A month and a half. Oh, these kids can't play. I want AD. Well, I never said I really wanted it. Bullshit. You wanted AD. So this notion, where's your guy? Where's your supporting cast? They're in New Orleans or New York. But no, there's, <laughs> you give me a free agent. I don't see them getting anybody. This is the team they want. So to all you Laker fans listening, all you Laker fans that are watching this, why did we sit? What did we, me and Greg, me and Greg are going to keep beating this drum, this Cherokee, Cherokee drum until it's dead. We told you what would happen with AD, but we're called haters, ladies and gentlemen. We're haters for giving you warnings. Now you're just a Cowboys fan, and that's fine. You want? I mean, I I deal with hate, but you're gonna call you you want to? I mean, that's the this is this is our main. I don't know about Greg, but this is my knock on Julian. I have no issues with you being a raw raw Laker fan, but do not sit here. And at like you're surprised by this. We told you what would happen. AD, there's a reason AD. Uh, I, 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 Greg, you go ahead because I'm about I'm about to I'm about to go ballistic. I'm literally I am because I don't I I, I I just I'm sick of it because I know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Somebody on fucking first take or ESPN, they're gonna say it. 
Oh, what happens to LA? What's happening? I, I, I cannot You know wait. what's happened. I cannot wait for Skip Bayless to go after Shannon Sharp. This is going to be phenomenal. However, the other LA team is down 3-2, so Cliff, uh, Oh, that, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that bomb organization. Oh yeah, I love Clipper fans too. That bomb organization. Man, oh, we so got more. Jerry West. He's gonna save us. If I, please, I would love to have Kawhi's number. I would love to be able to ask Kawhi one thing: Who the fuck told you to sign with the Clippers? Because you need to get you need to get them out of that circle. Here's the thing: That's, though, a, that's another. That's Kawhi another. That's another stupid. That's Lakers. another stupid ass thing. And I'm a Kawhi guy. Like, you won an NBA title in Toronto. You're practically a god. You gave that city their first championship. They all like their Maple Leafs. They're delusional in that fucking thing. Oh. So, so you're not. So wait, where do you want Kawhi to go then? Like, you if he doesn't return to LA, so where's his ideal situation for you? If you don't think he's going to go to the Lakers, the next. The next. Jesus Christ. Yeah, all right. The, the Knicks or Chicago? Okay, well, I like but that's, that. But, here, but this is my thing. He should never have left Toronto to begin with. He should have stayed. Well, that I, city, I, 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 I mean, you think if you think about Kawhi's personality and how he operates, that city fits. I get you want to go home, but you're going to you're going to the stepchild of LA that's done nothing. That actually had a team better than LA, and what did they do? They had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin in their primes, and they and they lose in the second or first round. Then they when they finally, and then Chris Paul leaves, and what's their claim to fame in recent years? They had to have Blake Griffin call Blake Griffin at six foot ten to what eighty whatever call because some guys were trying to get into the locker room and I need LAPD presence. I'm just happy, I'm just happy for the Suns, man. They deserve it. They haven't made a playoffs in 10 years. And DeAndre they Ayton is the MVP of that season, that series. I don't know. Devin Booker just dropped like 47 points in this game and he's been, he's no, he's been, been great. He's been good too, but if you, like I said, like I said, Tuesday night, if you would have told me that DeAndre Ayton was going to bitch slap fucking Anthony Street Close Davis into submission, That's her favorite. I would have said I would have laughed and called you crazy. And then we and then and the, here's the thing is we're not in watch tomorrow. The conversation will not be the Suns own the Lakers. It will be it will be all eyes will be on LeBron walking off the court crying or pouting, being a baby like he always is. It will not be that the Suns just flatly showed everybody what the Lakers truly are. And a team full of injury-prone old-ass motherfuckers that have every excuse in the world when nothing hit, when nothing shows up. So this is going to be the first NBA Finals without LeBron James or Steph Curry. Well, not the I'm happy. Not I, the I, first, I like it. I like it. I like well, it. Since 2010, I should, I should add I like that. it. I love it. That's, 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 it is pretty good for the league. Great. 11 years. That's well, yeah, 11, 10 years essentially. That's good. Awesome. Somebody, somebody else needs to spotlight LeBron. Go, I, go home and cry. I'm going to cry. I so, not Ethan, Ethan brought this up before Jeff went on this huge rampage about both LA teams. But <laughs> I, I will say this though the Lakers are going to have an interesting offseason now because there's not many players going to free agency. The top one might be Kawhi, Chris Paul. That's it. Kemba Walker, if the you know whatever happens there. And the thing with Chris Paul is he's looking mm-hmm. for another hundred million dollar contract. Kawhi Leonard's gonna be looking for a max deal somewhere. So they're they're really not going to look for you know another potential star player mm-hmm. to that roster. So it, it is it will be fascinating. Dennis Schroeder turned down a huge contract. He, he might return to L.A. on a one-year deal. Mm. Who knows? But, but this is big. And I think it clearly tells everyone now that this is not LeBron's team anymore. You know, no. Anthony Davis went down for the past two, three games. LeBron couldn't do anything. And that's no knock on LeBron, but no. it, it, it tells you how valuable Anthony Davis is to that team. And I know you're going to use that nickname again, Jeff, but 
Stop look, look, I, I, okay. I'm, I, I think I've calmed down a little bit, and I'll let you think. And I'll let Ethan, and I'll let yeah, Ethan go here in a minute. I'll let Ethan go here in a minute because because I've done I've done enough. But look, like I said, like I told you Tuesday, Greg. If I'm Genie Bus, if I'm the GM, I'm looking at I'm looking at this. I'm looking at my roster, and I'm sitting down with Frank Vogel and that staff, and I'm going okay. This is so. This is our system. We got. This is the player we're going to target. Some guys, but and and I'm calling up LeBron and be like, "Look, you're going to be in the. You're going to be in this room, more so to be a fly on the wall to hear what, how the conversation's going. And you can add input here and there, but these are our list of players that we're going to target in the upcoming free agents. This is the players in the upcoming free agency. These are our targets. These are who we're going to try and get." You're going to essentially be a fly on the wall to hear the conversations. You can add input here and there, but that's it. This is this would be Genie but Genie Bus has got to reel in the guys and under and take control of this team. My take on it, and it's simple: if you don't want to hear about LeBron, don't watch ESPN tomorrow because it's going to be brutal. That's all it's going to be on there. Oh, next oh, is LeBron going to be back next year? If so. Will he be good? I think he is back next year. He signed an extension with them for like I just meant like will he be back to like prime LeBron? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, no. In my opinion, that conversation's you. dead. I mean, that and in my opinion, that conversation's dead. He's old. Well, it's LeBron, I just want, I want. I mean, he I is feel, old. But I feel like he's got like yeah, he's old. But I also feel like he's got the same like um, he's got the same effect that Tom Brady does, where like you can never really count him out even though he's old like he's always still going but yes i feel like lebron will be the first one to age and age quicker uh than tom brady yeah because yeah because the lakers because the lakers are asking a 37 year old quarterback a 37 year old player to play to play like he's 31 for 82 games in the playoffs but i'll stop because i was gonna I think we yeah, after you said a thirty-seven-year-old quarterback yeah. on the Lakers, I think that's yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, hey. I think it's time to go beat your ass in MLB, Jeff. So let's let's wrap it up here. There's only one NBA game tomorrow. Do we see another LA team exit the playoffs, or do the Mavericks pull off a series upset? Uh, yep. The Mavs, the Mavs pull off the upset in hilarious fashion. I see. I see it being. Hilarious. I want to see I want it. To, I, I want you to elaborate mm-hmm. on hilarious fashion. Uh, LeBron, uh, Luca dunking on Kawhi would be hilarious. What what better way to send Kawhi into free agency than get the hell out of here? My take. I'm gonna go. I, I feel like the NBA kind of wanted this one to go seven for rating <laughs> purposes. Uh, game seven would be on Sunday in the afternoon i'm a big proponent in saying that the nba makes this so like ratings are legit and i for sure will see the mavericks winning this game and forcing a game seven on sunday is anything happening on sunday because both games are at noon Uh, well it says on espn mavs clippers if necessary is 230 Uh, okay so hawk sixers tips off oh and then call uh uh, college college baseball tournament starts this weekend too Go Irish. That's all I'm going to fucking say. Fuck you guys. Go Irish. We're one of the top seeds. We got our own regional. Fuck y'all. We'll maybe not be a football school. We're definitely not a basketball I was going to say, wait, didn't you guys lose the ACC tournament? Just kind of like how you lose in every ACC big game? Don't matter, Greg. Okay. It, it don't matter. All right. We're, we got to get through the regional. We're going to get through. I don't even know who the fuck we play in our regional. I know Michigan's in it though. And fuck Michigan, but we're going to run through our regional. And then when, you're you're picking the Clippers, right? I'm no, I'm picking the Mavericks. Mavericks. Wow, I'm, I'm gonna be the lone dogger here again because I'm going Clippers. All away teams have won a game in this series. I will say this: last time know, you went against me and seven. Ethan, I mean, no. the last time you went against me and Ethan, uh, the, uh Carolina or uh, Toronto. Can't think of the team. There you go. 
I'm just salty he cut me off after Notre Dame. Go Irish Greg. Uh, no, no one cares about Notre Dame. Well, I do. That's fine. We're going we're uh we're going UT in that, okay? And that I'm gonna tell you right now. Good. I'm you know what? I'm glad that Jeff brought that up. I want to get into that. So college world series will be really fun. Right, well, we'll talk, and for sure we'll talk about it. Uh, but Greg, go ahead. I, I have no what you guys want to talk about college. The College World Series now all of a sudden? It hasn't started yet. So I'm, it hadn't started yet, but I'm saying it hasn't started. No, it hasn't started yet. We're just, no, you well, were softball, asking. Softball started. Yeah. Oklahoma softball. lost. Number one team in the they, nation they, lost they to James upset. Madison. James Madison, big upset. Yeah. Hey, no, Greg, you, but you, no, the only reason we were, I brought it up is that you were asking what's going on Sunday. I was just trying to think off the top of my head more so what's going on Sunday. I mean, early in the mornings, the F1 race, you. Have two playoff games. Sure, there's some soccer on. No, the season's over. What? Hey, come on, Ethan. Let's go. The, ch- the champion, the championship game just happened. What are you gonna do, Jeff? What do you do on your mornings now? Leave. Drink. That that that, that isn't for uh, these uh, <laughs> these airways. Let me tell you. On that note, boys and girls. Yeah, on that note. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to end the end this episode. Go Suns, baby. Let's go. We'll, we'll see, you on, uh, see you on Monday. Yes, sir. Nothing like giving our listeners that image.